48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Police swoop on key members of the Hong Kong Alliance after they refuse to hand over information in a national security probe. The Financial Services Secretary rejects claims he should have acted against an organisation that raises money for people facing protest-related charges. And Cathay Pacific tells their staff who haven't taken a COVID jab that they've no longer got a job. The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China says four of its top members, including its vice chairwoman Chao Hang Tung, have been arrested by the police after the group refused to hand over information requested by national security officers. Jimmy Choi reports. Police turned up at Chao Han Tung's office this morning and let her away. The Hong Kong Alliance says three other standing committee members, Lung Kam Wai, Chan To Wai and Tang Kwok Kwan, were also taken into custody. Police later confirmed that three men and one woman, aged between 36 and 57, were arrested on suspicion of failing to comply with the information request, as stated in Article 43 of the National Security Law's Implementation Rules. Police said the investigation was ongoing and did not rule out further arrests. In a statement, the Security Bureau says it supports the police operation against a group that indicated it wouldn't comply with the request for information. Yesterday, the alliance delivered a letter to the force explaining why it had declined to hand over the information on its finances and operations and rejecting accusations it was a foreign agent. Security Secretary Chris Tang warned that law officers would act quickly against anyone who refused a request for information. Lawmakers have slammed the Financial Services Minister, Christopher Hoy, saying he should not have allowed a fund to raise money for protesters facing prosecution over the past two years. In response, Mr Hoy said the police were already investigating whether the June 12th Humanitarian Relief Fund had violated the national security law. He denied any dereliction of duty. Speaking through an interpreter, he urged people to sever ties with any group that may have breached the law. We strongly appeal to the public to distance themselves from fundraising activities of self-proclaimed funds which are suspected of contravening the Hong Kong national security law or other Hong Kong laws so as to avoid being deceived or bearing any legal risk. I'm sure all of you know that uh, the fund is using the money to incite others and this is actually actions that we cannot tolerate. Cathay Pacific says it has sacked a small number of flight crew who weren't vaccinated against COVID-19 and didn't produce proof of medical exemption. As Francis said reports, the Labour Department urged employers to consider alternative working arrangements for staff who aren't inoculated. Cafe Pacific did not specify the exact number of staff is sacked. In a statement, it said the coronavirus pandemic has severely affected its operations and control measures implemented around the world made it difficult to arrange duties for unvaccinated crew. The loss-making carrier added that from the beginning of September, all staff working on cafe flights are fully inoculated. It also pointed out that most of its Hong Kong-based employees have already been vaccinated or were planning to get the jabs. An unvaccinated flight attendant, surnamed Chan, told RTHK that she had expected the sack, but still felt heavy-hearted as she had worked at the airline for almost seven years. She said she had been hesitant to get the shots due to lingering doubts over the vaccines, adding that she did not seek medical proof because most people around her who had health concerns had been unable to get a doctor's note.
Ms. Chen said it's unreasonable for Cafe Pacific to force employees to take the jabs because there's already a slew of stringent infection control measures in place. Meanwhile, the Staffs and Workers Union of Hong Kong Silver Airlines wrote to the SAR's flag carrier, calling the dismissals unreasonable and urging it to move affected staff to other positions. The Labor Department also advised employers to consider alternative working arrangements and take care of the needs of workers who aren't suitable for vaccination. Under weather, mainly fine, one or two showers tomorrow. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees very hot during the day with a maximum temperature of around 34 degrees. Isolated thunderstorms later. The outlook, there'll be squally thunderstorms on Friday, sunny intervals and more thunderstorms over the weekend. Temperature now 29 degrees, humidity 73% and the very hot weather warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The Chief Executive, Kerry Lam, says the number of people getting the coronavirus vaccine has dropped to a worrying level. She's again urging people to get vaccinated as soon as possible if they want to have quarantine-free travel to the mainland. Wendy Wong reports. Speaking at a question-and-answer session at LegCo, Kerry Lam said she has proposed to the central government to let experts from both sides discuss what more the SAR can do to ensure the safe reopening of the border. We've controlled our pandemic situation very well and have achieved zero infections. We have strict quarantine measures to prevent imported cases when the global outbreak is still serious. What more can Hong Kong do in terms of anti epidemic work to facilitate our discussion with mainland authorities about reopening the border. I've proposed to the central government to let our experts get in touch and discuss the issue. Mrs. Lam praised Hong Kong people for their compliance with coronavirus rules, such as wearing face masks, but she said more people needed to be inoculated. One thing that Hong Kong people can do to facilitate the reopening of the border is to get vaccinated. I said previously that if we want to achieve a 70% vaccination rate by the end of this month, more than 22,000 people need to take the first dose of the vaccine every day. But that figure has dropped to some 10,000 recently. We will continue to encourage citizens to receive the jabs and use other means to boost the vaccination rate. Mrs. Lam said living with a virus is not an option for Hong Kong because once it adopts the strategy, it will not be able to reopen the border with the mainland. A veteran unionist has urged the government to expand the daily quota for mainland and Macau residents to come to Hong Kong without having to undergo quarantine. Damon Pang reports. Wong Kwok, the chairman of the Federation of Trade Unions, made the comments a day after the government announced that 2,000 people can come via the Shenzhen Bay checkpoint and Hong Kong Chuhai Macau Bridge per day under the Come to Hong Kong scheme starting from September the 15th. They would not have to undergo quarantine, provided they can present a negative COVID-19 test result. Mr Wong said he hopes the quota can be increased and cover the airport soon. This is a good small step. Let's see if it can be gradually relaxed to cover other control points like the airport. If you're talking about a daily quota of 2,000, that's far fewer than the normal number of commuters every day. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr Wong said he also hopes Hong Kong can adopt the mainland's health code system to improve contact tracing. A deputy chairman of the Federation of Hong Kong Industries, Sunny Tan, told the same radio program that the scheme is attractive because it eases the burden of travelling businessmen. 
He said he expects that some of them would transit to other countries like Singapore via the SAR. Mr Tan said even though commuters would still have to undergo quarantine when they return to the mainland, the scheme already reduces their isolation period by half. It's been announced that the M-Plus Contemporary Art Museum at the West Kowloon Cultural District will finally open on November the 12th, four years after the original schedule. The museum, a landmark of the Cultural District, has been marred by a series of delays and setbacks, including cost overruns and disputes. The West Kowloon Cultural District Authority said Hong Kong residents can visit for free for its first year in operation. Hong Kong and mainland police have arrested 22 people in a crackdown on a cross-border money laundering syndicate, which they said had handled $740 million of suspected crime proceeds. Francis Set reports. Hong Kong police said they earlier received intelligence and found some suspicious bank accounts to have handled $270 million linked to fraud cases involving 43 victims over the past year. Authorities added that they're still looking into the source of the remaining funds. 14 people, aged between 23 and 75, were arrested in Hong Kong yesterday, while eight people linked to the syndicate were arrested across the border. The force said a 31-year-old local man, allegedly the ringleader, recruited people to open 85 bank accounts, most of which at virtual banks. Senior Superintendent Chiang Lai Ki from the Financial Intelligence and Investigation Bureau said a so-called control center set up on the mainland would then use these accounts to handle crime proceeds and ultimately transfer the money overseas. This syndicate, they would give money, a few thousand, and then ask the students to surrender their bank accounts for them. We want to make an appeal to the members of the public. We should never sell or share your bank accounts to any other persons. Because when the syndicate got the bank accounts, they will use the bank account for money laundering or receiving or processing the process of crime. The senior superintendent said authorities need to further investigate the source of the money and whether more crimes are involved. Overseas, the sole surviving suspected gunman from the November 2015 Islamist attacks in Paris has appeared in court at the start of a landmark trial. Salah Abdeslam was among the 14 present in court accused of involvement in the coordinated jihadist attacks that killed 130 people. He described himself as a fighter for the Islamic State group. Stefan Sarad, whose son was among those who died, said he'd waited a long time to see the alleged attacker. After six years, it's very important for me to face him, to say, OK, look at me, I'm alive. My son is not there, but through me, he's still here. We are still standing. You fail in your goal, you fail in your project to have a civil war in France, people against the other. You didn't win. The Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, who's not allowed to run for another term, has formally accepted his party faction's nomination to run for vice president in the next election. Mr Duterte told supporters he would run for the love of his country. I am hopeful that this will allow me to continue serving the Filipino people and help lead the entire nation towards greater progress. Is it ambition? Maybe. But is it really a sense of uh, love of country? Yes. Is it really because I want to see the continuity of my efforts, even though I may not be the one giving the direction? 
His longtime aide, Senator Bongo, was nominated for the presidential post, though it's emerged that he's declined to run. A fire in an overcrowded jail in Indonesia has killed 41 inmates. Some were locked in the cells when they died. The blaze began at the Tangerang Jail on the outskirts of Jakarta in the early hours of this morning. Television footage showed flames ripping through one wing of the complex. This woman's brother was among the victims. I saw a viral video of the fire. Then I heard that my brother might have been killed because the block was all gone after the fire. Then we rushed to the hospital. All we hope for now is that the procedure won't be too complicated so we can bring my brother's body for burial. Japan's former Interior Minister, Sanai Takaichi, has joined her party's leadership race. She hopes to become the country's first female Prime Minister once Yoshihide Suga steps down later this month. She's vowed to focus on the economy. She's also promised to examine legal routes to allow coronavirus lockdowns in Japan, which has shied away from such measures. This may be a difficult issue since it involves the constitution, but after discussing among the ruling and opposition parties, in some cases, as a precaution against risks, we should immediately start considering legislation which would allow an overseas-style lockdown. Ms. Takeichi is reportedly backed by Shinzo Abe. He was Japan's longest-serving prime minister before leaving office last year. Sporting in football, China have suffered a second consecutive defeat in the Asian World Cup qualifiers. Yaya Osaka's first-half goal for Japan condemned China to a 1-0 defeat. Li Tai's side failed to register a shot on target and are now bottom of Group B. Australia topped the group after Rian Grant's first international goal gave them a 1-0 win over Vietnam. Iran lead Group A after beating Iraq 3-0. South Korea were 1-0 winners over Lebanon. In European qualifying, Denmark made it six wins from six after beating Israel 5-0 in Group F. Scotland stay in contention with a 1-0 victory in Austria. There were also big wins for Netherlands, Portugal and Norway. Detail, details from the BBC's Paul Saras. Barcelona's Memphis Depay scored a hat-trick as the Dutch beat Turkey 6-1 in Amsterdam. Erling Braut Haaland continued his sensational goal-scoring form. He also registered a hat-trick as his Norway side hammered Gibraltar 5-1. Manchester City's Bernardo Silva and Diogo Jota of Liverpool were on the score sheet as Portugal ran out 3-0 winners over Azerbaijan in Baku and the world champions France beat Finland 2-0 thanks to two goals from Antoine Griezmann. A reminder of our top stories tonight, police sweep on key members of the Hong Kong Alliance after they refused to hand over information in a national security probe. The financial services chief rejects claims he should have acted against an organisation that raises money for people facing protest-related charges. And Cathay Pacific tells their staff who haven't taken a Covid jab that they've no longer got a job. The news from RTHK.
Hello. to uh, miss you the rolling stones quirky track and far away eyes as we go into our second hour on this wednesday evening a fair night here in hong kong by the way if you're listening from somewhere else on our little blue planet if you want to be in touch it's radio peter gmail as we play you marshall haynes dancing in the city (laughs) 